0: hey guys good evening my name is toeshe oyebade from the reconciliation ministry and i'm excited to be with you once again thank you for your love thank you for your support thank you for playing the podcast god bless you abundantly in jesus name amen beloved of god for the beautiful month of april by the help of the holy spirit we have been treating for such a time as this, right? And, um, you know, we've seen that everything happens for universal reason. None of us is here because, you know, God was born and He needed more people. No, every one of us has been created to serve one purpose or the other. Now, um, many times, many people exist outside the Um, Plan of God for their lives Many people are aware But they would rather Not do what God wants them to do You know, the same way that Many times when we buy Kitchen gadgets, you know The manufacturers Most times Usually, except if you buy Second hand in that, you know Somebody already pre-owned it Before you were owning it and, And that one might not come with a label or a manual or anything right but if you're buying directly from the manufacturer it is expected that it will come with a manual right and in the manual many times you know you would see samples of things that you should do with the gadget in fact if um many times the manufacturer will put um, the should I call it the minimal and the and the maximum no no minimum minimum and the maximum um, Heat level that that gadget should operate on you get so many times they will tell you oh if you're frying fry on one twenty degrees if you're baking bake on one forty degrees you know they will just put all those things there so that anybody that is acquiring these things and then eventually goes ahead to read through the manual he or she would know what he's supposed to do and when you leave by the manual when you do things you're supposed to do with instructions from the manual you will notice that your gadget would last longer now when you do what you're supposed to do and you're not getting the same results you, you have right to, you know, send it back to the manufacturer with proof of how you've used it. Many times the manufacturer would run a test, you know, try to scan through the gadget and results will come out. So, if you honestly used the gadget the way you're supposed to use it, the manufacturer will replace, restore, or you know, pay you back how much you've spent and all that just to ensure that you're satisfied. But when the test comes out and, you know, it is reading, overworked, overused, you didn't comply with the instructions, then you would lose your ground for a refund or a replacement. Right? So, there are also times, like, you know, some gadgets like blenders and all that. Many times they'll write what you're supposed to blend with them. In fact, some come in Different sizes with different teeth. I will call the stuff that actually grinds in the blender. I will call it teeth. And, you know, many times if the blender is a set, you know, one would be called maybe not grinder. You would use the, that one for, you know, hard shelled stuff. Then one would be for soft things like peppers and all that. But many times you'll find people using a blender with a softer teeth to grind something that is hard. There are blenders created for that purpose. So unless you want to wear out the teeth of your blender, you should not be using your blender, your soft tooth uh, blender, to grind nuts, beans. I don't mean soaked beans, So you know how you want to turn... Um beans to powder. So many times you'll notice that these blenders will start screeching. Many times to so start making funny sounds, and you wonder what's wrong. Did you go through the manual? Did you do what you're supposed to do? So the times that we buy all these kitchen gadgets without proper investigation as to what they can do, we just acquire them firm. I will just bring them home. That day, go, go, you've poured beans, you've poured this, you've poured that. Six months down the line, that is if, even if the blender is extremely strong, it will now pack up, right? And it shouldn't be. So all these things have what has been uh, designated for them to do. Now, how much more human beings, right? How much, how creative do you think God can be? To have made us in His likeness and in His image, so there is none of us that is here that was made to be another person. Now, if God wanted two twoishy bodies, He would have made two twoishy bodies, right? So, if God wanted another person to be me, God would have done that. But he did not he made all of us in our respective um capacities he gave us what we can do best so if god wanted there to be two pastor he would have made it so but nobody can be like Baba that is he only he exists as himself you can be like him you can you know try to talk like him you can desire is level of grace and oil. you can pray for anointing and all that but you can't do plastic surgery to look like him and even if you do people will know you and recognize you as the fake now check many people that do you know all these um procedures plastic surgeries all these Botox and all that you will notice that they all always look alike now that is to show you the 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 um where humans are limited. Now, no matter how vast science is, no matter how beautiful and how excellent science is, science will continue to be science and divinity will continue to be divinity. Now, if you've paid close attention to people that have either done nose jobs or done their cheek or their teeth, try to bring six or ten of them together. You will see that they ...usually look alike, both men and women. They usually have the same similar, the same bloated looks. The same imperfectness. But here we are. Many times we will see triplets. Twins. From the same parents. And they look nothing alike. Not in character... Not in language, not in poise, not in intelligence. Each one of them will have differences, clear differences. And even with twins that look alike and all that, that have you know, striking resemblances, their character many times are different. Their writing can be the same. They might talk the same way. But the people that live with them will tell you, Oh, Tola is the one that, you know, does this. Then, Tolu is the one that does that. One might want... In fact, the two of them might want law. But many times, in that same profession... They might have strengths and weaknesses. They might have things that they love the most differently. One might say, oh, she wants to do litigation. The other might say, oh, she wants to do soliciting. So, if these things happen, we must know that none of us is here by chance. None of us is here by coincidence. Maybe our parents, have, uh, you know, out of anger, said things like, we didn't even want you. See this child who told you I even wanted maybe your your mom has one day told you that you were born out of mistake maybe you you they tried aborting you so you already feel that um, lack of uh, self worth you already feel unwanted you already feel like you are here by mistake maybe your parents told you that but i'm telling you today that every one of us is here by design every one of us is here by conscious design not just something that came to be, not just something that, you know, eventually happened, but something that was thought about, and and the work to bring it into, um, into fruition was put in place. So God took his time, sat down, and made you. And while he was making you, he paid attention to every one of your details everything that you have come to be, God paid attention to making you that particular way. You might see them as strengths, and you might see them as weaknesses. It depends on what you are nursing in yourself to produce. It depends on what you're doing as a person with what you think is a weakness, or what you think is a strength. Now, what Mr. A would consider as a weakness, Miss B is seen as a point of strength as something that she can you know wield into something productive so whereas one person is seeing it as a limitation another person is seeing it as a ground for execution so beloved of god we are here for a time as this you know many times you know we make jokes and Banter's about, oh, being a Nigerian is stressful. Today, I still complain about being a Nigerian. But beloved of God, God makes no mistakes. Now, if God, wants to, if God wanted you to be a Pakistani, you would have been a Pakistani. If God wanted you to be an Indian, you would have been an Indian. So there is a reason, a special reason why you are a Nigerian. So, whether we come into the knowledge of that truth or not, the responsibility lies on us. We can spend our entire lives, you know, brooding about why we are Nigerians. We can spend our entire lives complaining about why we are Nigerians. But in this same Nigeria, there are still Nigerians, even though limited by age, by by finances, by region, limited with everything. Many people are sprouting. Many people are taking the leap of faith. Many people are excelling, even with these restrictions. So if everybody is restricted, how come some people are sprouting? Now, many people might say, oh, maybe they are privileged. Maybe they have rich parents. I'm sure that if you look inwards, If you look into your circle or your friend's circle or anywhere around, you would at least find one person that despite his limitation or despite our limitation, the person took a leap of faith and the person is springing forth. The person is blooming. The person is making impact even in such a time as this. So beloved of God, you must firstly accept that this is where we are. And this is our current reality now. Yes, everybody, many people have you know, relocation plans. If you ask 10 young Nigerians now, 11 out of 10 will tell you, oh, they want to japa back, and quote. But even if we have relocation plans, newsflash, all of us cannot leave. That's the basic truth. If If the United um, Kingdom says they want to give 160 million visas, there will still be some that will still be left. So even as we are thinking forward, even as we are planning on leaving, remember that you would have extended family members here. Remember that you would have grandparents here. Your parents too are here. So in as much as we are thinking about Nigeria and saying what we want to say about Nigeria, let us remember that we have people that we love that are in Nigeria and we are here, or we are still here for such a time as this. So after we have settled in our hearts that, okay, I am here for a reason, I am Nigerian for a reason, this opens up a web of possibilities in you, making you realize that, okay, you are not alone, there are, One fifty nine, at least 159 million more people like you in this same limitation. Do you understand? So it opens up a web of possibilities in you that, okay, what do I now do about where I am? Now, if for anything, if you're confused or you're thinking about what you should be doing, in a time as this remember last week we already talked about spreading the gospel of christ we can't say it enough this is the point in time where we need to make our voices loud where we need to live lives that even before we speak people will come into the knowledge of truth because of the way we are living now nothing would make sense from what you're saying if your life does not depict that you're a christian you know many people will say ah I mean, okay. I had a voice note today on Instagram about you know it was, it was um, a fight between a client and a customer. Oh, I said client and customer. What's different? A client and a baker, right? And the client was cursing and you know while saying curse words, she was like, "Ah, God saved that. I'm a Christian, If not, I will have sent something, 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 something to deal with. You know how people would you know make um." Threats about the things they believe in. I just say, even that I'm a Christian, and you know, I just know that you're not a Christian because if you can curse someone like this, and the funny thing is, she was the one that was wrong. She wanted a cake of 11,000 Naira, the baker delivered it, and in her head, the cake was too small, right? And because of that, she said, If you see the, the the way this woman was cursing this baker, even if somebody steals your money, like I'm not sure if they steal my money, I'm going to curse somebody the way that woman cursed that baker. She now ended the conversation with, except if you did what you thought was right, though. That's the only way I just love that. I said this person has cursed herself because, in all honesty, there is no sane baker. That delivers excellence that will deliver anything less anything more than what that became delivered. You know, people encourage the black car, don't worry, and all, that, and all that and that was that about that. So imagine that in, in your in your moment of anger, when you are cursing another person, you now make a statement to say, even that I'm a Christian. Now there's nothing this person wants to say beyond that statement nothing would make sense again because how she has lived her life is exactly opposite of how a child of God should be living her life. So even as we are preaching the gospel, even as we are saying it out, even as we are telling people to come into Christ, I hope for the love of God that we are living as human Bibles. I hope that people can say, oh, because of sin, I'm going to go to church tomorrow. I hope that one person can approach you and say, excuse me, ma, what church do you attend? I would love to be a part of your church. I hope that people don't bring God's name down because of how you're behaving. So that's that about that. So at this point in time, as we are spreading the gospel, I want us to also know that for such a time as this, we need to be surrounded with people that would motivate us. In the Bible, we have so many stories about people that in certain points in their lives, there are people that, you know, helped them, pushed them to see that they were there for a reason. Now, Esther had Mordecai, her uncle, you know, Esther looks like somebody that the odds were against her parents were dead and to make matters worse she was taken off in her prime to go to the king's palace and you know how they will say you know your brothers will say which means that you know all that glitters will will not be gold so being in the king's palace does not automatically make Esther you know free to do what she likes in fact were told that Esther, whenever she wants to, whenever she wanted to rather speak with her uncle, she had to do it secretly, you, you know, just for you to know that she didn't have all the luxury either. She could not even approach the king, only if the king wants to see any of them. And then when Amman was doing what he was doing, Mordecai caught it on time and he knew that, okay. There is one person that God has put in that place you know so people might see themselves say like, that, oh now I'm in power. now is the time for me to flex. Now is the time for me to amass wealth. you know Esther's point of focus could have been self 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 um, self- pampering. I, I don't know what um, English word to use. She could have been so obsessed with making money. you know people feel like ah, I've, I've suffered, I don't have parents. Now, the first thing I have to do is to do this. She could have been carried away with self. She could have been carried away with the things that, you know, she didn't enjoy as an offer. Like, and she would be like, now that I'm in power, I have control, I have access, I have money, I have influence. Now, let me start living my best life. Now, many people will say they are living their best life. But, beloved of God, any best life outside the circumference of what God has called you to be is living beyond, is living below design. You can be the president, you can be the richest man in the land, but if you're not living in your design, if you're not living as God wants you to live, you are living below standard. Because it's only God's design that is the standard Esther wasn't um, carried away with what she needs to do for herself or what she needed to do for herself she she was scared of course when her uncle Mordecai told her what she had to do but you know this was a woman that recognized the place of prayer And the place of fasting, which was the next um, topic I would have treated to. For such a time as this, as we are surrounded with people giving us hope and motivation, we also have to recognize the place of prayer and fasting. Now, when Mordecai told Esther what she needed to do, Esther told Mordecai, Okay, I have heard you. It is difficult, you all know, but I have heard you. Nothing is impossible by the help of God. Please. Go ahead and alert people and let them start fasting and praying for me. I'm sure she didn't tell them to start fasting and praying while she was eating and dining. No, I'm very sure that she joined in the prayer and fasting in our own um, space too. So, and Bible recorded it that when Esther approached the king, even before she said anything, she found favor. Because it was the king that was even asking, Upon seeing her, what do you need? Tell me if it is half of this kingdom I'm going to give to you now Esther was surrounded by motivation she had somebody close by that could tell her that you can do this right David had Jonathan there's this confidence that you know will come upon you when somebody you love tells you that they believe in you when somebody in love when somebody you love gives you support. Now, maybe there's somebody listening to me and person feels that oh, there is nobody around me giving me love and support. Nobody believes in me. Nobody cheers me on. Love of God, let me challenge you today. When was the last time you gave somebody hope? Before you start desiring that you, are, you will be motivated or you will be cheered on, be the first person cheering people on. Be the first person giving people hope. Just do it in your own capacity and see if the principle that what you sow, you will reap, will not work for you. And if it is not working for you, that means that there's something fundamentally wrong with the hope that you're giving. Maybe you're giving the hope in pretext that, in pretense rather, that "Ah, let me do it though so that I will also know. Do it with love. And God always obeys his word. Whatever a man, whatsoever a man soweth, that he will receive. So be the one sowing love and hope and motivation in people. Be cheering people on and see if at the end of the day, at that point in time where you need help, motivation or support, see if you will not get You will definitely get it. So David the Jonathan Esther had a Mordecai. Moses had an Aaron. Somebody that was ensuring that they were never out of hope and out of support. So, in such a time as this, beloved of God, you cannot be in the wrong circle. Imagine if Esther didn't have a Mordecai that believed that she could do it. Imagine if, um, if Mordecai felt like Esther was too so young for that. Task. Imagine if he felt, "Oh, this girl is too young; oh, she can't do it." He would have succeeded in giving a man the opportunity to ruin the entire generation. Esther, on her on her own part, too. So, despite her beauty and her presentability, she knew that beauty would do nothing when favor is absent. So what did she do to get favor in sight of the king? She prayed and she fasted. Beloved of God, do not be tired of prayer and fasting. When your church calls prayer and fasting, for three days, you can't do the three days. How about you start with day one? Many people will be overwhelmed with, ah, three days, ah. That's, why not start with day one? Many times you will see that as you're feeding yourself spiritually by fasting on day one. Day two, you will be more willing. You know, it gets better. Just try to get by day one. And of course, you don't have to fast till six. You don't have to fast three days white spray prayer. Or what do they call it? You don't have to do those ones if you know that you can't do it. How about you break? You can break one. You can break three. And if your body takes it, six. But there's nothing wrong with you breaking one. Do you understand my point? So rather than not fasting at all because you can't do till six, how about you do till one? Do you get my point? The, the focus is you attempting to do it. You attempting to do it. Jesus Christ is not an um, unfamiliar friend. He knows. He has been there. So, God is not asking you to do what His Son has not done before. God is not requiring from us a level of righteousness that His Son has not gotten to. Which is why we were adopted, so that we can be like His sons. Because there is capacity to be like His Son. Beloved of God, In such a time as this, be a hope giver and be surrounded with hope. And most importantly, be given to a life of prayer and fasting. I call you blessed. Bye.